As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to another edition of Hobby Quick Hits, the shorter, younger brother of Sports Car Nation, where we tackle one topic in debt, get in, get out, uh, and the shorter version of our big show. Today, I'm going to talk about vintage baseball specifically. Vintage baseball. Why? Because uh, it's something I've really pivoted to and recently. I've really gotten into heavy again probably in the last three or four months. Uh, how come? Uh, a few reasons. Number one, I really do enjoy it. I kind of got away from it. Uh, I was really into it back in my store days. Had quite an inventory. And then sold a lot uh, in my store uh, during my store days. Still had some, but not nearly what I once did. And I always kind of missed it. I always, you know, wanted to get into it again, but sort of got into the modern day stuff uh, as because it sells well and uh, sort of, uh, you know, had vintage in my sort of rearview mirror, but never really, you know, jumped back in again. And what really made me focus back on it is kind of what we're seeing uh, in the hobby today is... is We're seeing these ultra-modern cards go for crazy money. We're seeing the wax boxes go for four to eight times retail once it goes live, making opening very difficult. And I still buy singles. I do open wax when I can, not as much as I used to, and and that's done uh, on purpose. But, you know, vintage 
while we've seen even that market really skyrocket too, we've seen, you know, your your bigger names, your Mantles, your Ted Williams, Willie Mays, uh, those sort of guys uh, bring some record-setting numbers uh, in their own right. Hank Aaron's, Jackie Robinson's. Um, there's still some other players from the vintage era. Uh, there's still great opportunity there to get some uh, diamonds in the rough. And I know that's weird saying diamonds in the rough when you're talking about Hall of Fame players. These guys are in the Hall of Fame. But they're just, uh, you know, don't bring the same amount of money as some of those bigger names uh, I just mentioned. But when you look at their numbers, I, I can make a case that they're they're undervalued. What? Who are some of those guys that might, uh, fit that description that uh, are still great buys and you can you can get some great deals i i got quite a list here you know ernie banks is a a great hall of famer uh chicago cub legend but for some reason his cards you know don't seem to bring nearly what they should carl yastrzemski uh from the red sox sort of playing uh, in the shadow of Ted Williams, uh, but obviously Hall of Famer in his own right. You know, a lot of the pitchers from that era uh, dominating uh, in their own right, but not getting a ton of hobby love or not as much as they should. You know, Steve Carlton, very affordable. One of the greatest lefties to ever play the game. Tom Seaver, right? Bob Gibson, who is dominating as he was. He's, uh, you know... Uh, very undervalued. Another one of my favorite uh, vintage players, Stan Musial, one of the greatest hitters ever to pick up a bat. Duke Schneider, if you're a fan of my my dad, you know Brooklyn Dodgers. You know Yogi Berra for being a Yankee and winning all those rings. His stuff's not crazy money, but one of the greatest catchers ever to put the glove on. Uh, Harmon Killebrew, one of my favorite players when I was a young kid, even even. Growing up in New York City, just like the way to play the game. I mean, his rookies can still be had uh, fairly cheap. Uh, you go back a little further, right? You want to go back uh, even a little further. You know, Jimmy Fox, Hank Greenberg, they, they were overshadowed during the Ruth and Gehrig days. And so while they're, they're, they're you know, have similar uh, resumes, they're not on par value-wise with your Ruth and Gehrig's, but Jimmy Fox and Hank Greenberg, right? If you go to more current, uh, you know, they're retired in their Hall of Famers, but they're they're more more newer, if you will. You know, these guys are, are I still believe, are undervalued. The Hawk, Andre Dawson, a great player defensively and offensively. Greg Maddox, arguably one of the greatest pitchers ever to take the bump. You look at his stuff. I mean, his rookie card's going for five, ten bucks for... He's, he's arguably, you know, you ask some people if you can only have one guy on the mound, you know, in a, in a must-win game. He's a lot of people's answers. I mean, he was a dominating pitcher. He was a dominating pitcher in the 90s. I mean, just incredible. His stuff still undervalued. And another guy, believe it or not, great player. He also played in the steroid uh, period, but never mentioned uh, in that group and uh, put up numbers, uh, you know, that uh, are, are tremendous. Ken Griffey Jr., and I've been buying a lot of his 
obscure inserts and parallels and uh, still can be had at, frankly, uh, prices they, they, they shouldn't be going for. They should be going uh, for more. I'm not complaining because I've gotten some great cards at great price levels, but to me, it, it's it's he should be going for a lot more. So there's a great opportunity to pick up some great deals on, on you know, if you want to go back to the, the, the Ruth Garrick days, there's some undervalue there. If you want to go back to the, the what, what I would call the straight vintage days, you know, Mantle, Mays, uh, Aaron, uh, there's some great deals there. And then as you go into the 60s, 70s, and even the 80s, uh, with your Dawson's and, and Griffey's, and Maddox's. You, you got a lot of potential to pick up what I would call steals and deals. And so that begs the next question, right? Well, where do, where do you get them, right? Well, obviously you got all your, your major selling platforms, right? Uh, we don't have to go into those, your Ebays and your other selling platforms. But I think you got to think sometimes a little outside the box, especially when it comes to vintage. You know, uh, Facebook Marketplace is a great sometimes place to find uh, a steal of a deal occasionally, uh, you know, especially in that 80s, 70s and 80s uh, bracket, if you will. Uh, port sales on ComC, a lot of people just selling uh, their whole, you know, selection of a certain era. It's a great way. I bought this kind of stuff on eBay lots. I bought, like, vintage star lots on, on eBay. And sure, there's some garbagey stuff or, or not some premium stuff in there but there's also you know if you, you you get the right deal there's some decent stuff uh you can pull out of there as well advertise yourself right another thing you can do is advertise you know put a little ad in the swap sheet or the classifieds right buying vintage sports cards now i'm going to warn you you do that something i've done in the past you know you're going to get some crazy calls, you know, with people telling you how great their 91 Fleer uh, collection is and it's vintage, right? And with all due respect to 91 Fleer, right, um, you know, that's not what you're ideally going to be looking for. So you have to be friendly and let them down uh, as gently as you can. Flea markets, another great resource, folks. Go into flea markets, antique swap meets, right? Even places you may not think, well, it's not a card show, you know. I want to go to a card show where it's all tables of cards. Well, when you go to a card show, you're going to pay card show prices. But if you find cards in the wild in non-card show settings, I've done it myself, folks. I'm talking from experience. It's a great way to get some steals and deals. With all due respect, some of these dealers, it's not their forte, right? They're dealing with maybe furniture or, you know, uh, pawn shop materials, old guns, weaponry, uh, TVs, VCRs, elect electronics, and someone just includes some cards in the deal, or they're just like, hey, I'm trying to get rid of these. Give me five bucks, right? And you know, a lot of times, if that person's not a card guy, in air quotes here, um, they don't know really what to price at. So they just price it what they think. Sometimes that can be astronomical i've seen you know uh you know a brett butler marked for a hundred bucks and i've seen you know hank aaron marked for 15 so 
it works both ways, right? But sometimes you can find that deal on some of that vintage in those flea market, antique, swap meet type uh, settings. Never, you know, even going to garage sales in your neighborhood or another local neighborhood, maybe in your city or a couple, even a town or two over. Uh, you never know uh, what you might find, right? We see Gary V. Uh, you know, does video recordings of, of doing that. He doesn't have to do it. It's just that thrill of the chase, the thrill of the hunt. And there's something to be said about that too, right? When you find a deal like that, and you're, you're sort of, you're proud of yourself. Like, man, I, you know, I found that uh, before someone else did. Um, you know, and you pat yourself on the back. Hey, that's cool. That's, uh, that's half the, half the fun. So, uh, don't, uh, don't sleep on vintage. Don't think, that the ship has sailed. It hasn't. There are some great deals. I I, I can tell you the last, uh, even the last month, I've gotten some really, really cool deals. And uh, another uh, item that I've been buying, I'm going to do actually a whole episode on Hobby Quick Hits about it, is the exhibit cards uh, from the 40s, 50s, uh, and 60s. Exhibit cards are a little bit bigger uh, by the exhibit company. Uh, nothing on the backs, no writing, no stats. A lot of fakes out there. Got to be careful with these. Uh, but they're they're very a lot of them are very affordable. Uh, if you get some good condition ones, they also can be uh, gradable. So look into exhibits as a good way and a, an affordable way to add some great names of the past to your collection, and and that's fun. Uh, you know, I've been doing this almost 40 years and I still I think I enjoy I'm a, I I got a confession if you want to call it that I think I enjoy buying vintage now I love all cards but I really there's something to be said I I think I enjoy buying vintage more because I think it's a little trickier I think it's harder to find it's harder to find at a decent price it's less prevalent uh, a lot of you know you got to weed through a lot of weeds to get to the the good plants, you know what I mean? And so um, there's something to be said. I, I really do enjoy it, I think, when I really think about it, even more so uh, than uh, the modern stuff that I do. And I do a lot of modern stuff, too. I'm not, you know, besmirching that. I'm just saying the vintage stuff seems to bring me more joy. It's why I'm starting to go head that direction. I'm, I'm going to be going to the Dallas show here uh, in, in, in May. And one of my goals, uh, besides meeting, you know, all my friends at a hobby and, and hanging out with them, which is fun in itself. But one of my goals with going around to that show is really to focus on vintage and looking at, you know, vintage stuff and buying, uh, that stuff, going through boxes where the cards are not even out necessarily in the showcase and maybe finding some, uh, diamonds in the rough, uh, that way I can tell you from someone who sells at shows you know I, I put out those one and two dollar and five dollar boxes and when I don't get to it for a while and people hand me a, a five dollar card that now is like red hot and the cards 30 40 50 bucks right and uh, I honor my price that's a hey, good 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 catch by you I'm you know I'm, I, you caught it's in there it's priced you're paying for it uh, it's yours, right? And uh, a lot of people gotten good deals even on me. And so I like to look through those boxes and find some of that stuff. And you can still find that even in the vintage market 
uh, as well. So, so it's kind of where I've pivoted to and really have shifted my focus there too. And you can too. It's not, you know, I hear other people say, ah, the vintage market skyrocketed too much. You missed the bus. You didn't miss the bus. The bus is coming back around making its daily rounds. So get on the bus, check out vintage. It's a, a great opportunity and it can be a lot of fun if you have fun with it. So, uh, with that being said, we're going to call, uh, we're going to wrap up this episode. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time on hobby quick hits we're gonna uh play our national ad followed by our social media handles but we'll see you uh very soon i do wish we could chat longer but i'm having an old friend for dinner bye as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming i wish i had used indeed if you need to hire you need indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.